90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Well, here we are. Kel, Adam, how you guys doing? Adam B is in the house. Yo. Oh, <laughs> oh good then. You know what I now wait for is every time you introduce us, I wait for Adam to say something first because it's like he's his own show. Because <laughs> you know I mean? it's funny because like the last couple of weeks, I make sure to listen to the show in the car. And every time it's like we never know what Adam's going to pop out of the, the, the starting gate with. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> and you know what I realized is that as much as we uh, we have certain expectations and stuff, I realize we say hey ha, ha, all the time. And like I think we're not superficial. We have Tommy telling us, uh, you know, first full names, but uh, that's Kelly Alexander. That's Adam B. Yes. Even though my name is not in the official imaging. That's true. I am part of the show. He's a treasured part of the show. And my name <laughs> is Madonna. Uh, I'm Sharon. <laughs> Uh, yes, Adam, uh, high fives to you all the time. You do fantastic work and make us sound great. So uh, thank you very much. Not only technically, but uh, your contributions to the show have, uh, I think, next leveled this experience for everyone. I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, go on. Really, go on. <laughs> Uh, well, we have got a lot to tackle today, boy, because coming off that Oprah interview with oh. Meghan and Harry, the parallels and similarities of older interviews should help keep things real for us and so much more. We're also going to tell you which music icon has given, quote, full, unprecedented access for a new documentary coming next year. And uh, how about the veteran broadcaster who uh, just started her two-week run on Jeopardy as host? I feel I should make it uh, clear that she is the host. Oh, and that's she. <laughs> uh, we'll also see if Adam can make more huge strides on the scoreboard with Kelly's trivia. Yeah. How about that? So much. <laughs> so much. So little time. Let's go. Should we remind everyone? I guess we will remind everyone that currently, I know we're going to get trivia in a bit, but the standings at this point, uh, Adam picked up a point last week, so it is currently 20 to 8. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nearing double digits. He's so confident <laughs> in himself. I love that I've got a good lead, but I know that <laughs> that's not always going to be the way. Adam, I have faith in Adam. I'm just hoping Kelly noticed how better I am at answering questions regarding the 90s technology. Right. Instead oh, I, should, of, I should keep that in mind. So you're probably screwed this week. Instead of TV shows. Uh-oh. <laughs> you're probably screwed this week. Uh-oh. Wait, do you hear this, people? She says, I'm going to keep that in mind because she's going to tailor the questions to him. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. It's because I love him so much and he needs a little help. Sure. <laughs> I love him too. But screw that. I like playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the show going. All right. You ready for this? Did you guys watch the um, Megan and Harry interview with Oprah? Parts I feel I should like, say Oprah like that because she would have said it like that. She was. It's like it was like Entertainment Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like n- normally at our house when we watch something, we'll record a bit first and then and then watch kind of late so that you can zip through the commercials. Right. Right. It's a little fun trick. I don't. I don't want to wow you with my technical prowess, but that's how we roll in the suburbs. Uh, but not the case this time around because you wanted to be watching as everybody else was watching. This was a very big deal, mm-hmm. um, and to my ear, it was a big deal. But they were pretty subdued about the whole thing, right? You know, like it. Like it's been a, a thing, like a huge thing. Obviously, we've seen it in the news, but for their lives, for Meghan and Harry's lives, this has been uh, 
immense, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was nice to see that they were somewhat calm about it, you know, that they're in a place now where they feel safe, they can make their strides forward uh, as a family, which is what they wanted to do. But the little uh, details that came out of this interview uh, are the equivalent of bombshells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, the effects and the ramifications of what seemed like honest conversation. I mean, I was all in. I I believe what she said because it didn't seem like anything but the truth. She didn't seem uh, to be in a position to gain anything. They, as a couple, don't seem they're not gaining anything. They've lost access somewhat to you know regular stuff with his family. There's obviously a uh, whatever's going on, the ripple effect of you know this kind of a decision, somewhat unprecedented. Um, but it seems like it seems they're genuinely happy and they're trying to move forward in the best way that they can. Are they officially like banned or whatever is the word from the royal family? How does that work? Well, I don't think that they're banned from it. I think that they remove some. From my understanding, is they remove themselves from service. So they Full did service. that. And what they wanted to do was that they wanted to, you know, take a step back so they could figure some stuff out. But that request to take the step back ended up being, well, no, you're not going to do anything. And now there's no way back in, that's for sure. No. And uh, you know what? A lot would have had to happen. A lot of bad would have had to happen to put Harry in a place where we, he would have been in line to take over anything in the royal family, right? Because as soon as Will, you know, became a father... That bumps Harry down the line. So he he made a decision from what I saw and read and interpreted. His decision was partially based on not wanting history to repeat itself after, you know, having to bury his mother. This is such a polarizing issue because I've seen so many different people have so many different takes from it, especially like overall, it seems like Americans choose to believe what was said in the interview and a lot of um, British citizens are not having it so <laughs> well i crazy. did you see the piers morgan stuff oh yeah mm-hmm. i actually watched the clip of him earlier today walking off the set that so. i find I, I i it's weird to say that it's shocking because he's kind of a blowhard mm-hmm. in my opinion anyways mm-hmm. um but i'm i couldn't believe that as a, a broadcaster i guess that he lacked such respect for his co-hosts um, and a respect for how the job is done, where you're supposed to be somewhat impartial. Yeah, well, I think he lost the plot, as they say. Oh, yes, he did. He, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but as of our recording, from uh, and, I, and I mean, things could change because it sounds like this could be a very fluid situation, but he has parted ways with that show. And it seemed like Ooh. that might have been the right thing to do because of how mouthy he's been, mm-hmm. based on what I've read and watched, which isn't everything. There's only so much time in this particular day of recording. Um, he's He's been that way anyways. On or off the show, he's got an opinion. And that's part of his shtick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But his opinion seemed quite polarizing uh, for his coworkers because of how how strong of a, an opinion he had. Yeah. So for for him to then walk off, I thought, low class. Well, I think he lost his thought process on how important he actually is. You know what I mean? Like, I think he thinks he's way more important than real life people actually believe him to be. And so I don't know, again, if he quit or they fired him. 
But it seems like a smart decision on either side to just call it a day, you know? Well, I appreciated what his co-hosts, plural, had to say because they were calling him out on it. Because right. again, he's got an opinion. He's not afraid to to share it, whether asked or not. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> maybe they had enough a little bit or they stood up and yep. and wanted to share their opinion, which he obviously couldn't handle didn't want to hear yeah exactly but he he has a history of being ridiculous like and, and it's funny because yes. now um you know with this because like the clip i heard the co-worker was calling him out saying that you used to be friends with her or had a yeah, connection to her and that she cut <laughs> you off and so is he taking this as a personal affront is this why he's been so um so like adamant in his criticism hover like when he's on air but years ago when he had remember he had the cnn gig for a while yep mm -hmm. um he went on record at some point during that stint of how Madonna would never be on his show. You know, and he because no he didn't want her. her on. He said he had no use for her, and, and now oh, I don't brother. exactly remember what his full comments were. But basically, the gist was, from what I'm remembering, is he had no use for her, and she wasn't worthy of being on his show. And I'm like, now I'm wondering, like, did she? Were you and her buds at some point? Did she cut you off? Is this why you're ticked, or did she never give him the time of day, and that annoys him? You know what well, I mean? This is another another American who's infiltrated the. The hallowed ground of uh, of Britain, perhaps he doesn't like. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like a bit ridiculous. Um, and so I, I think, I he he fully got now that he again, and I'm sure right now he's like you know feeling justified that he's off the show. But like maybe in like two or three days when he simmers down, he'd be like, I just lost one of the best gigs. He had, you know what I mean? Like oh it was such gosh. a privilege to be on that show. I think I, I never you know watch it except for seeing clips because obviously we're in Canada, but. I mean, when you're on a morning show gig, it's a big deal, you know? Oh, yeah. And Huge. so to lose that for losing your marbles for three seconds, you know what well, I mean? And you know what? The the royal, uh, the supporters of the monarchy are steadfast, mm -hmm. right? They Clearly, he, he does uh, support the monarchy. And no disrespect to anybody who does. Um, but you have to acknowledge what happens as a part of that job. And part of it is that the uh, interview that Oprah did with Sarah Ferguson back in 96, 96. Yep. what she had to say at that time was that it wasn't much of a fairy tale either. And that's a quote, right? It's not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Royal lifestyle, not exactly a fairy tale. So she went through um, periods of uh, aloneness and trying to figure out her place in a in this giant machine, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. it's it's interesting how parallel it is not and again I think what Harry was looking to save his wife and family from was what his mother suffered through and uh, uh uh Fergie was a friend of his mother's so they two separate people in different areas of this big building were suffering the loneliness the the scorn that comes in the press for whatever sort of uh, agreement they have with the press and the and the um, and the royals on you know a nice little relationship. Someone's I don't know. I think people get get hurt along the way, and because they're human at the end of the day, right? Yeah. What I find what I found super interesting. I watched a video last night, so it would have been I think it was either the day of the interview or the the next day that there were a couple of YouTubers that. Uh, set up a company, pretend promo company, that they were going to be interviewing. Did you hear about this at all? Zero. It's 
remarkable and findable. But if you follow Questlove on Instagram, he shared the video the other day. So it's easily findable. Five minute watch, five, six Mm -hmm. minute watch of how these two guys, two YouTubers set up for this company and had and approached professional royal watchers, you know, people that you see on different television shows that talk about the royals and talk about because they are, you know, learned on the topic. He got these two guys were saying set up the scenario, which was that we want to run this interview after the Oprah interview. So we need you to answer the questions not having seen the interview. Mm -hmm. They all signed off on it. So basically, the questions that they were asking would have been answered without having seen the interview. Right. So lies. Yeah. Right. Full on lying. And they signed Releases saying that they do it. Yeah. And they did it. And it's like there's video of them talking about how she's an actress and that's what she was doing, her best performance. Like brutal. Mm -hmm. Like amazing that no more of a bigger deal has been made about this. And perhaps by the time our show gets played, maybe more of a deal has been made by this. But at this point, I had to really look online to find that story that Questlove posted. I mean, I just, I watched that video. I'm like, there has to be more about this. Mm-hmm. But it's really harder to find. But incredible watch. Like, oh my gosh. And so it was a perfect compliment piece to the Oprah interview because of how they set up how the whole machine is and that, uh, you know, the tabloids lie. Um, But that the royals can actually you know, try and work something out like, hey, you know what, that didn't actually happen. Can you take that back or whatever? But this, these ardent (laughs) royal professionals are like, you know, royal or nothing almost. And clearly to a point where it's lying. Yeah. And and it's crazy because the royal family, the British royal family is a billion dollar business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the tabloid fair around that, I'm sure, is also a billion dollar business, or at least into the high millions, you know what I mean? So well, there they are have people to have that a great relationship. In, yeah, that live in and die by this, you know what I mean? Or live and breathe by this. So it's yeah. not right. Um, but as we've seen, like, after I've seen some of the way that the Trump administration was admired, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, knowing that people are full on believing uh, untruths, <laughs> yep. you can just see that anybody, <laughs> if they're ardent enough about it, you know, will never see the balanced view of whatever topic like even you could even bring it down to pop stars like back in the day i remember speaking we had a a conversation uh tina landon and i once when i was interviewing her this was one of our early conversations again she's a choreographer for you know janet jackson and ricky martin and jennifer lopez and she talked about like back in the early day like uh with janet and madonna and paula she's like there was like three fan camps when it came to those particular female artists and you either love Madonna, you either love Janet, or you love Paula. And there wasn't – I mean, obviously, there's certain, I guess, like, um, uh, you know, a, a fly-by-night fan might have liked all three of them. But if you were an ardent fan of Janet's, then there might be a chance that you couldn't stand Madonna or you couldn't stand Paula, like, depending on what the situation was. And so yeah. you could just see, like, no matter what subject it is, if you're an ardent supporter of even, like, a you know, like a soccer team or a hockey team, like, you're never going to see that, <laughs> you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs might have some – you know, not just the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah, it's crazy yeah. to see when you pick your side, there's many people for whatever reason will ride or die. And it's amazing too, because it's, it's an interesting comparison because it's true. You pick your team, but the idea that mental health is on the line that, mm-hmm. uh, to a, yeah. a really scary 
level. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the name of what exactly? Do you know? That's what I I had a yep. hard time hearing. And the idea of the um, the racist implications. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was just a lot to hear. And uh, what was Oprah's reaction? I think to one of the questions in the interview the other night was the uh, when it was pointed to that you know what color is the baby going to be? Oprah, there was like a hesitation and a what? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was somewhat yeah. uncharacteristic, but she it was like she was knocked off by the ans- like by that situation, and so she should be. We all should be. That's a problem. You know, in 2021, to make some sort of an insinuation like that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, get ready to see if Adam can uh, get closer to the double digits with Kel's trivia? I've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Let's Bing do bong. it. So, 20 to 8, Sharon in the lead. Your names are your buzzers. Question number one is, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera were all part of which TV show in 93, 94? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Mickey Mouse Club. Correct. I knew that. (gasps) Why weren't you faster? Why weren't you faster? I don't know. Uh, so currently uh, 21 to 8 question nobody sounds two. happy for me though that's happy, what I'm getting happy, nobody but me <laughs> uh, question number 2 who played Tom Hanks love interest in Forrest Gump Name the Adam actress. Adam oh I talked about this this week it's the lady from yes it is I, I, I won't <laughs> do you want to know her name I, I <laughs> I do want to know her name. Thank you, Sharon. Go ahead. Sharon. <laughs> go, Sharon. Robin Wright. Robin there Wright. There we go. <laughs> 22 to uh, 8. Adam, you went down in flames fast this week. And I loved Robin in House of Cards. Oh, she's so good Ugh. in that show. Have you watched that, Sharon? I didn't. Deb did. I didn't get in. Okay. Okay. I didn't finish all the seasons, but it was like, incre- she's incredible in that See, show. See, there's another example of the dark side of, you know, the- Politics, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, the clue is, in 2021, this groundbreaking journalist and co-founder of Stand Up to Cancer became the first woman to guest host Jeopardy. The answer is- Adam. <laughs> Sharon Hyland. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> You'd be a good host, Sharon. Actually, you should put your name in for it. Oh, okay. The yeah. real answer is Katie Couric, of course. And she posted that question on Instagram with a photo of herself uh, and then went on to write, this happened. <laughs> yep. This is this is such like a delightful news story. Like it just yeah. is delightful. Like I'm so, – but what was shocking and appalling to me and I shocking and appalling, she's the first female like like that's ever hosted. Well, you know Why? Because Alex never missed, is that why? No, Alex never missed. I don't remember. Uh, Was there a time where somebody guest hosted? I don't remember that. Uh, Maybe I know that it was recently that um, Vanna White stepped in for Pat Sajak. That was pretty cool. And sidebar, how uh, unprepared she seemed for having witnessed the job for 400 (laughs) years. She was like, I don't know. (laughs) A little. It was a little choppy. Anyways, poor Vanna. Um, yeah. And what was cool also was it, it was Pat Sajak's daughter that was uh, flipping Turning the letters, the wheel, right? Uh, the, yeah. So uh, Ken Jennings did six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Mike, is it Michael Rich- Mike Richards? Was, is the uh, producer of uh, Jeopardy? Oh, is yeah, the Mike? executive producer. He did I two think, yeah. weeks. So that's right. why, like, Katie's next kind of thing. 
I thought yeah. the producer did a fantastic job. I thought Katie's done a really great job so far too. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you just she's get, awesome. Yeah, she's so good. But you she's you want to make sure anything. that you're comfortable and you're not saying you know the same thing all the time. Like, right, <laughs> that's right. You know, you want to kind of work some conversation in there. And I think I think that by the end of her two weeks, she will have done a great job. And the fun add to that is that um, that the show is matching the winnings at the end to donate to Stand Up to Cancer, which is really cool. Yeah, which is something she co-founded, as you yeah. mentioned. That's so good. No, I, I think this was a smart a smart choice. Smart. All, a smart choice. Because all of a sudden, Boston has come into the picture. <laughs> uh, hashtag Boston. Um, <laughs> then we get to see, I'm not sure if it, this is in proper order, but we can look forward to Anderson Cooper, Savannah Guthrie, Dr. Oz... He's hosting? What? Yeah. I don't see that. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta, which I do see because he's handsome and smart. Um, I feel like the Dr. Oz thing is going to be painful. Y- yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Well, maybe he'll get to Because he's the... always like school marmy. You know what I mean? He's always uh, he's always got something to uh, – he's trying to make a point to, you know, like he's yep, quick yep. in there. Yeah. No. Sit back, man. You got to chill it out <laughs> Alex style, you know? <laughs> Uh, Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers is going to have a mm-hmm. run at it, and so is Mayim Bialik. Oh, she'll be fun. Oh, I think so, nice. too, because she's smart. Also, Bill Whitaker from 60 Minutes, he's smart. Oh, that'll be fun, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll see what happens. But so far, mm-hmm. I think, well, Katie's done a great job, but if I had to pick of these people right now, I'm picking Mike, the producer, because he was good. He'll probably get it. I think that they're going to go with someone who... Is a not, doesn't have a no. I don't think it's going to be a celebrity. Alex Trebek oh. became a celebrity because of how cool mm-hmm. he was on yeah. uh, on Jeopardy. But I think you need someone else to be able to establish that level of cool that doesn't come from somewhere else. Right. Okay. You know, That's like fair. Justin Bieber's not going to get it. He may be an excellent <laughs> candidate, but he's, he's not. Uh, not. I don't think he should have it. Uh, I think he's too young. Do Don't you? you have to be 39 to be president of the United States? So maybe he's too young to be. Same like, standards for yeah. host of. Uh... I think it's 35, though, not 39. Oh 35. Gosh. Oh, is it 35, Adam? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Phew. Okay. Um, we had a story that I didn't dig too deep on about the um, reboot of Sister Sister. Right. What's the issue there? I don't remember. But they're sad about it. It's not, it doesn't sound like it's scrapped entirely, but it's just not going to happen as they had originally planned. Now, sister, sister, what's the name? Of, it's the twins. It's the Maori. Maori, Maori t- twins, Tia right. and Tierra, I think, right. or Tia. And anyways, and was, they're, they're great. And was Tim Reed their father? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I this is the uh, sound we make when we're thinking. Uh, I love Tim Reed. Yeah, he was super cool. And to have established himself first as, um, you know, Venus Flytrap on uh, WKRP oh. in Cincinnati. He was the coolest, like, oh, he had yeah. the coolest, like, clothes on that show. Toots. Yeah. Um, Tim Reed, it was him. Yay. There we are. And uh, Jack A. Oh, I love her. <laughs> oh, my God. She was so good. <laughs> she's just, remember when she was on 227? That was, she's my favorite from that. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Adam, you need to Google that because you need to see 227. I've never heard of it. I'll, 227 I'll was it. 80s, but yeah. it also the beginnings for Regina King. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
She's a giant now. You know that she and Janet actually started Poetic Justice together in 93? So it was, oh, yeah. it's crazy to see how they've each kind of come up, like, doing acting things. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't think Regina has ever sang anything. I, I mean, maybe she hasn't. I don't know about it. But it's just, it's cool to see. Like, I was just thinking that the other day when she got the nomination uh, for Best Director. I was like, this is amazing. Like, like you've come from, you just kept plugging at it. You just kept plugging away and doing your thing and being amazing. And here we are. Now, we'll go from Regina King to... Uh, Queen icon. <laughs> now, when I remember when we started the show and I said that we would tell you which music icon is given full, unprecedented access, Kelly started smiling. So I think she I knew already you. who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that has listened to this show before knows that Kelly is a giant fan of Janet. <laughs> Now, Janet will be the name of this two-part documentary coming our way in 2022. Shocking to learn, I don't know why, uh, that this will be the 40th anniversary of her debut album. She was 15? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, she was, uh, she was little. She was young, That's young, youngster. Nuts. Yeah. Well, we just, as you and I have spoken, we just celebrated the 35th anniversary of Control. And that's when she was like 18, right? So... It's bananas. It's so bananas, especially because when you look at her, she still looks 27. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And she still dances like she's – like it's – and it's so so funny because I'm on a bunch – not surprisingly, I'm on a bunch of Janet Facebook groups because when I do my interviews, I try to make sure that they're distributed and and people see them. Uh, But there's oftentimes fans will find a picture from like 1988 or 1993 and then put it with like a 2015 or a 2018. And she literally looks the same. Like she looks amazing. It's crazy. She's living healthy. She's living the dream, Sharon. She's living, and you know what? We call her Janet because it's her name and all. But also, <laughs> that's going to be the name of the documentary. Yep, yep. And uh, four hours of magic. I can't wait. Well, that makes complete sense. Yeah, oh, my be gosh. Great. That's but be it's funny because really we knew something, as Janet fans, we knew something was up because if you've been to concerts and stuff, like, and just other sort of things that you, we've seen her do online, like, we've no, we've known that there's been a camera crew kind of following her around. And we were just kind of waiting for what it what it was going to be. When is it coming out? No date yet, but Jan, uh, 2022. Early so. in, right? Early in, I would assume. So yeah. that they can take the whole year to celebrate the anniversary. Because the, oh, the album was the fall, yeah. wasn't it? The fall of 82? Was it? Maybe. I think so. I'll think so. And I think that you should know. I should know. <laughs> I really, I really got into. I mean, obviously, there's certain there's there's some of her earlier stuff that I really uh, enjoy a few songs, but it's literally when Control took over that was. Oh uh, yeah, great album. That was it. And it, what's interesting again because I've been immersed in Control the last several weeks because of the anniversary, and I hadn't listened to the songs in a while. But like honestly, if you put on What Have You Done for Me, like, me Lately, it still sounds like badass. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it's it's not dated at all. No, very good. Now, I think we've done Janet in uh, my take two, or top two, rather, not take two, my top two. Uh, so I thought we could full circle the whole affair and end on a positive note for the Queen by picking your top two songs <laughs> by Queen. Yay! So who wants to start? Adam? I'll start. First of all, last week we did our top two by the police. Yes, and I said how I did not like The Police and I wasn't right. able to find a top two. And you told me, go listen to Synchronicity, the album by The Police. And I did. And what are your feelings today? <laughs> so the album starts with with uh, Synchronicity 1. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. I love this. Cool. And then as the album went on, I remembered <laughs> why 
I did not really like the police. Oh no! And by um, by the time every breath you take, <laughs> like came I've on, heard this song too many times. I was like, yeah, I I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so funny because like I, honest to God, love that song. Like I love every breath you take. Like I, I could I could take or leave. Like I, I like Roxanne, but I don't like freak out over it kind of thing. But every breath you take, like it's just a, such a great pop song. Uh, so onward back with the hatred. Queen. <laughs> back yeah. to Queen. How do you feel about Queen, Adam? Yeah, Adam, what's the Queen situation? <laughs> um, I'm okay. My number one has to be somebody to love. Ooh, nice. That's fair. And then number two, uh, it's just so hard to choose. I'm gonna go with I have to Bohemian Rhapsody because it's such because nice. it's just such a great song. Yeah, it's. It's magical. Truly. I'll let you know if my top three makes it in one of your top twos. Go ahead. Let's see. Kel, do you want to see? Do you want uh, to- yeah, I'll go quickly. I know we're running out of time. Uh, we will rock you and the show must go on. Ooh, okay. There we go. That's the link. It made it in Kelly's top two. Woo. There you go. So I'm taking the show must go on. It made it into Sharon's <laughs> top two, too. <laughs> the show must go on. Excuse me. The show must go on because uh, it came out about the end of his uh, Freddie Mercury's life. So I thought there mm-hmm. was an interesting twist on inspiration which it remains inspiring today love it uh and don't stop me now yeah from the jazz album which was i think their first album in the uh for 1980 and that song gets played very loudly whenever it is near me so love it don't stop me now and if you guys want to share what your top two queen songs are with us feel free anywhere on social media you'll find us there and uh, know that it is with great gratitude that uh, that we have for you for listening and for finding us wherever you do. Uh, thank you. Uh, Adam? Sharon? You got that right. Kelly? <laughs> Bye-bye now. Uh, and to you guys, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.